bacon. And I'm clearly off mic eating a sandwich. And this is Bacon and Nays. I'm your host, Chris Nays, with my definite lower than me host, sort of co, but not really, Jimmy Lopez. That is correct. I finally got it correct. You finally understand. After like over a year, I realize, yes, you are my underling. Subordinate. Your like, henchman. <laughs> I like that one the best. You're like the hunchback of the podcast. <laughs> it's funny because I've recently watched The Hunchback of Notre Dame. Is that how you pronounce that? Yeah. We're in America. <laughs> it's St. Louis and Des Perez. Not if you ask um, GPS systems around the world. <laughs> Uh, we are a variety podcast. We are a log flume podcast. We haven't said that in a while. We are a, uh, podcast that plugs things that we like to do in our spare time. Go on. I know you're itching to do it. What was it sniff for? Cocaine. (laughs) We are not going to plug that. We are going to plug. I do cocaine. The... First tape history show featuring me, Chris Nays. You can see it October 20th. That's a Saturday at the Schleifley Tap Room. It's free. Therefore, listeners, you have no excuse. You must be there. Jimmy will be there. I'm going to be there. Come see Bacon and Nays. I think I'm going to be Come there. Come see Bacon and Nays live. What if like everybody showed up thinking they're going to see me play drums and then we just put on a Bacon and Nays <laughs> show live? <laughs> Everyone would be severely disappointed. Yeah, that'd be awful. Even if they got in for free. It would be awful. Oh, excuse me. I think that's a foregone conclusion. That Sammy's coming back up right yeah, now. Yeah, you're you're both burping and hiccuping now. Yeah. <laughs> Yesterday was a rough day, man. Uh let's see here. Baconaze.com slash Amazon. Use it to buy horror movies because it's October and we're getting ready. This episode, by the way, is going to be talking all about horror movies. We have a guest. We're going to call him using the magic of telephone technology. Does that impress you, Jimmy? No. No? (laughs) You just woke up, so it's okay. I just realized that I was staring at my uh, lactose intolerance pills. Oh. (laughs) Did you take them? Yeah. I... I, I was. But you really zoned in on them. It's because typically I have chewables, so mm-hmm. when I t- pop the chewable and I eat it, there's a taste in my mouth, and I'm like, "Yeah, okay, I know I took it." But as I just finished taking that last bite of delicious Sammy that you brought for me, I'm like, just staring at the bottle, like, "Did I really take it?" <laughs> I actually, early in the morning, I take my one a day, and it kind of helps me wake up a little bit. Yeah. Sometimes I'll take it, and then mere seconds later, forget if I've taken it or not. Uh-huh. And I have no taste in my mouth, so I don't know. You got a case of the sometimers. <laughs> sometimes I remember, sometimes Most I don't. Most of the time I don't, and then I'll just take another one, and that's probably not great for me. Eh. I think you just pee it out. Well, yeah. So... Like if you have excess vitamins or something in your body, or if you're you just like, pee it out. Yeah, or if you're like Sam and you got the creatine shits. <laughs> you know he does. <laughs> and his prepared meals for the day, which is like seven grilled chickens. Yeah. 
Anyway, whole chicken, yeah, exactly, and rotisserie if you, style. If you want to buy rotisserie style chicken, I believe you can probably order that on Amazon <clears throat> somehow. Uh, I wouldn't uh, recommend to list, it to our listeners in the big cities that have the air delivery. Yes, mm-hmm. they deliver that with robots. I think we'll or, go with that, or as we like to call it on this show, Skynet. I mean, it's not even that we call that on this show. It's that's what it is. I don't think anybody would argue with us. No, you 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 make one simple little podcast about how your company makes bullshit jean jacket hats, and then all of a sudden there's there's Being ads by helicopter robots all the time. Listen, it's happening. I'm not afraid though. Uh, that brings us to our first order of business before we call up our guest, and that is that D.B. Cooper called me again. <laughs> oh, great. So now I'm going to have you play the uh, clip. Same method as last week. You ready? Mm-hmm. All right. This is D.B. Cooper. I still have your Halloween decorative school. If you ever want to see it again, give Chris $20. I ran out of money from the plane heist years ago. I need more money. Give Chris $20 and I will leave the skull for him to bring you. Or you'll never see the skull alive again. That was it. Can okay. you believe that? Okay. Um, so, first things first. Well, no, no, no. He, I mean, let's let's go back over this real quick. He basically said you'll never see the skull alive again unless you give me, Chris, mm-hmm. $20. So, right. And apparently, um, I mean, everybody kind of suspected this, but he ran out of that money years ago. So, he hasn't been doing any other heists, I guess, because he has no money. So, what were you going to say? I'm starting to smell some collusion here. Collusion? Yes. <laughs> That's fucking stupid. What? I don't know why you would ever... What What? Are, what were your instructions? He said he's going he's gonna to give the money to me. Or, wait, I'm, he I'm, wants me to give the money to him. So then you're going to have to meet D.B. Cooper? Yeah, and get the skull. He has the skull. I mean, I believe that's pretty clear. He's been leaving me cell phone messages. He won't just call you. I don't understand. Anyway, so that's the further continuation of our saga with D.B. Cooper. Do you have any thoughts on that? Like Besides that there's possibly collusion, which there's that's totally unfounded. Uh, fake news. Vape news? Fake news. Oh. <laughs> I thought you had some vape news, like you started vaping again. I did. Oh, you did? Cocaine. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> I don't think that's vaping. I think you have... You just snort it? Is that... It's, it doesn't put your head in the vapors? That's why it's called vaping? Oh. I don't think that's... I don't think that's correct. Damn it. Okay, well, maybe we'll hear from him again. Maybe we won't. 
Well, probably won't because I refuse. You're not going to give me $20? No, I do not negotiate with terrorists. I'm just going to give it to him. It's not a big deal. I do not negotiate. $20 for that sweet skull back? I think that's a pretty good deal. I paid $2 for it. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) Well, I mean, it is a hostage situation, so, like, beggars can't be choosers. If he's trying to pull at the heartstrings and, like, play the sentimental card, that shit's, it ain't there. Well, I feel like you're not really in a position to, like... Refuse? Well, it's not a life or death situation now, is it? No, it is. You'll never see the skull alive again. That's what he said. If it, it's an inanimate object. Uh, well, I mean, it is spooky. So, like, I feel like it has, like, you know, of course, I have to say, of course, I have to say that all the skulls that are around my house are inanimate because, you know, that would be weird if I had. No, I think that just makes you feel okay about it. Keeping human skulls around your house, I think that's. Just what you tell yourself. I didn't grave rob them, if that's what you're asking. I think you did, and um, listen, we need to move on. I need to call up multiple-time guest Richard Jaspering. You ready for this? Mm-mm. You're not ready for this? Nope. Well, neither am I, because I don't have the speaker <laughs> on. Let's, uh, let's take a small break so we can work the magic of telephone technology. And we'll be right back, and the listeners will hear no break. So why am I doing this? Chicka-chicka. Okay, we have on the phone Richard Jaspering. Hello, Richard. How are you? I'm great. I'm very happy. How are you guys? I am also very happy. I just got off of work, so this is the best time of day for me. Tremendous. Very good. Besides that I have to be in the same room as Jimmy Lopez, who's being a total fucking tool bag today. <laughs> the listeners can't see what you're doing. You have to, you have to say something. No. Okay. <laughs> I kind of want to throw it. You. you can throw it all you want. No, weird. I can't because I'll burn you. That pussy juice ain't gonna burn me. Richard, how, uh, so what are you up to this morning? Well, I'm enjoying the fresh country air. I'm enjoying. Uh, Another cup of coffee and my cats and uh, some cool cigarettes. And I'm looking at horses. Now, when you say cool cigarettes, do you mean the brand cool? Well, the brand cool cigarettes. Sweet. Yeah, so mental. <laughs> so mental. They're mentholated. Those kinds. Yeah, uh, Jimmy likes those, but he doesn't like anything else you're doing. I don't think he likes country air. I'm no. pretty sure he hates cats. Yes. And, uh, what was the other? Drinking coffee. Oh, yeah, the coffee thing, of course. You fucking hate that. The only thing that could make it worse is if you were listening to Metallica. No, that's that's not a thing I do. Sweet. Yeah, and that, that would also not work for what we're trying to do right now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, Richard, let's get to the business at hand. Yeah, let me get my notes out. We got you on the show because... Uh, I had mentioned on the board that Jimmy and I were going to talk about horror movies this week, and you said you wanted to be involved, so you requested to be on the show. I did, and it's an honor to talk about horror and terrible movies with you. Sounds good. Uh, I definitely do have some terribleness on here, as well as actual good horror, so since you're the guest... I'm going to give you first pick of what movie you want to discuss. 
Have you seen a film called Microwave Massacre? No. Uh, Jimmy has not. You suggested it on the board, so yes, I have watched it. What did you think? Let me get to my notes on this one. Okay, so I took some notes throughout, and maybe we'll just go down the list of my notes and... (laughs) And uh, I would, Jimmy. I wish you had YouTube pulled up right now, so you could watch. Maybe just watch them afterwards or something. Mm-hmm. But uh, this movie is on YouTube in full, so you can watch it. That is a testament to how it shooting quality it is. Mm-hmm. Um, Richard might disagree with that, but anyway. I think the one on YouTube has Portuguese subtitles. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it does. You're right. So the one I've seen anyway. Yeah. So. Microwave Massacre, uh, I would put second out out of the three as far as how uh, good they are uh, that you suggested. Um, There's a lot of tits in it, so that's a plus. That's an incredible amount of tits in this movie. Yeah, almost immediately. So, you know... Uh, Very very instantly, there are great boobs right away. So, like... Like Thanksgiving, where it starts with just this goes from from title card black to boobs. Yeah, pretty much. Okay, so that tells you what kind of movie we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, um, gratuity. Yeah, there's a dog eating sound effect that happens. That's definitely a human making chewing sounds, which I thought was really interesting. <laughs> uh, so the husband Don in this is. Uh, apparently the same actor who played Frosty the Snowman in those old cartoons. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jackie Vernon. Yeah, because I was trying to, re- I couldn't recognize his voice at first, and then I IMD beat him, of course. Of course. And he's listed under every Frosty movie. So, mm-hmm. uh, I thought that was interesting. Also, there's a scene where he just has a bunch of dirt that he throws around the living room, so I just thought it was weird that <laughs> this dude would just have a whole bunch of dirt. So these are just random thoughts as I'm watching this, right. basically. <laughs> if I recall, he throws the dirt around the living room. He takes the vacuum, and he uh, he unloads the contents of the vacuum bag all over the living room in frustration with his wife's cooking, which is a crux in the plot. His wife's terrible cooking, her attempts at uh, at at nouveau gourmet style cooking uh, falls on on deaf ears with this guy jackie vernon and um so he just takes the vacuum bag and just throws it all over the living room in protest right and uh so yeah so they have this giant like early version of what a microwave is i guess mm-hmm. it's it's fucking gigantic it's the biggest thing in the entire kitchen and uh Basically, he just starts murdering everybody, and he gets a taste for human flesh, uh, starting with the wife, of course, and then moving on to pretty much anybody he can find <laughs> that he could kill. You know, prostitutes. Low, yeah, that one's that one's a, that one's a kidney. Yeah. Uh, so I wrote, uh, "Good God, the acting slash writing is so bad in this." Um, Don. The husband, in particular, has this, like, tone of voice that he talks in the entire time. Like Frosty the Snowman? Like kind of, yeah. And it's really annoying. Uh, and it's, like, really hard to watch the movie because he doesn't ever change his style of speaking 
out of that. What's so difficult to listen to about a voice that goes like this the entire time? Yeah, that's pretty much how it is. <laughs> so it's chipper? Yeah, it's like... It's chipper, but it's also yeah. just acerbic, and it's elf-like. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. It's just really goofy sounding, and it's not natural whatsoever. No. Uh, so, later on, there's a detective talking on the TV while he's watching TV about these murders and stuff, mm -hmm. and... They're bleeping out a bunch of the conversation that the that the detective is saying, but they're bleeping out all the stuff that isn't curse words. So he's only saying curse words pretty much. And it's just it was an odd choice. I didn't really understand. Uh, it's later, a, it was a bit of a it was very creative editing. I thought. Yeah. Later they uh, they show that he has to find different ways to serve the because uh, he starts serving some of the food to his fellow construction workers, mm -hmm. the, uh, the human flesh, I should say, and he puts a full human hand onto a shish kebab, <laughs> so it's like not hiding it whatsoever. But, oh, this is delicious. What is yeah. this, a chicken knuckle? Yeah, so <laughs> the, the friends of his are actually a point of uh, something that's actually good in the movie, because they're completely fooled by everything, and then at one point he feeds a uh, African-American co-worker, a African-American woman, and he loves it, of course. He actually loves it. Say, <laughs> this is delicious! Yeah, exactly. Uh, is that a, I, I assume that's supposed to be like a dark meat joke? Yes, exactly. Okay. <laughs> uh, Don also keeps his shirt on during sex. So I thought that was a good, good choice. Or wait, hold on, hold on. Before we go any further, Chris, are you in the camp of keeping your shirt on during sex? Hell no, I'm not. Oh, okay. Maybe socks. That's it, though. Is, moving moving is, on. Is that to keep traction on the bed? What? No, there's no point or non-point to it. It just happens. Because you have ugly feet. Got it. Okay, we'll go with that. Uh, um, a bum uses a severed arm to scratch his nuts. So that happens, uh, and a girl uses a vibrator to uh, till her garden at one point. Which that was one of the most obscure scenes in the entire film. Yeah. There, there really was no rhyme or reason to any of that. That was brilliant. I liked it. <laughs> I love how it, you were taking us one place, like how ridiculous it was. Were, it was brilliant. I loved it. <laughs> Which I think Jimmy's it defies logic. It's a wonderful boat. scene. I think, yeah, Jimmy's kind of in the same boat as you. He's like, these are his kind of movies. He doesn't really attach too much to the actual scary or, like, artful horror. No. He is more into the completely, insanely stupid movie in general. Not just horror, but... Yeah, not just... Yeah, no. I, I definitely get more out of a movie... That has to that, that has less yeah. and tries to make it as big as they possibly can. Yeah. I, okay. So final judgment on this for me out of five stars, I'm gonna give it three because uh, it was stupid enough that it made me laugh, but it was horribly awful to try to sit through. <laughs> it just <laughs> in quality, <laughs> in quality overall, it was very low. Okay. So, uh, Richard, what do you think? Five out of five. I think it's a hallmark of uh, early 80s Grindhouse. I think it's a tremendous movie. Um, I don't know if I can give it uh, out of five stars 
if I'm thinking stars or uh, in what way, if it's, if we're going towards, is this objectively very good or is this objectively very bad? It, it, it treads a middle ground. Yeah. It, it's, it's a very, it's a very twi- twilight area. So I don't really know how to grade this film except I love it personally a lot. Very nice. Okay, okay. I'm going to give it three and a half stars out of five. <laughs> Just based on our description. Just based on the descriptions alone. Also, I'm I'm kind of in this, I don't know if I should... Okay, if something has five stars, if it's a five-star review, I'll typically be like, eh. But if it's got well, like no. a two or a one-star This is our review, own. This is how we feel about it. So not even like judging good right. as, as in like critically well received or anything like that it's just based on our own feelings about it so. maybe you could take the inverse of a good Rotten Tomatoes rating and if that's what it is the opposite of that maybe it, it rates like that how you would investigate IMDB for a film and if you see negative reviews about it I suppose flipping it upside down and extolling the virtues of it that way. That's exactly how I do things with my movies, actually. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, moving on, Jimmy, do you would you like to pick the next movie? Uh, I want to get a heavy hitter out of the way real quick. Okay. Uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre Two. Okay. Oh. Um, I recently purchased this film for seven doll hairs, brand new. Mm-hmm. So. Um, going back, I, I guess keeping in, in vain of the, of the cannibalism, mm-hmm. that scene at the very beginning when they win the chili cook-off, and the lady, she like takes a bite, oh, what is in this delicious chili? Oh, and he's like, oh, and then you can clearly see a human finger in it. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a, that's a, it's a peppercorn, uncrushed, and everyone's like, yeah, that does not look like a damn peppercorn yeah so, so from what i recall two really moves into like super camp yes, style super camp away away from the original yes uh it's almost like it's a whole not even the same franchise oh, it's, almost. it's not even at a, yeah even a little uh i honestly haven't watched it since i was like probably 16 or 17 so i kind of don't really remember it that well mm-hmm. but i i know i liked it I just never purchased it. Yeah. So like, uh, yeah. But uh, Richard, what do you what do you think about this one? It's as different from the original Chainsaw as can be, and it succeeds brilliantly in that respect uh, of the over the top gore and violence and the cartoon like overstatedness of the characters, uh, where there was a grim claustrophobic. Um, nuance of dread through the entire first film there's a there's a campy unbelievableness to the second one that makes it very endearing for entirely different reasons i think it's uh it's a classic it's Mm -hmm. a wonderful movie i love it i watch it at least once a year if i can yeah that and the third one i'm a big fan of the third one but the the second one dennis hopper yeah dennis hopper Hopper. (laughs) dennis hopper is definitely noteworthy and he barely says anything, really, in the movie. The he fact, sings more than he speaks. Yeah. In the opening, in the opening scene that you see him at the car crash, after which, by the way, let's just let's just throw this out there. That is the longest fucking bridge of all time. <laughs> that that they're that 
Chains, that Leatherface is trying to like cut them in half, yeah. and they're just keep going back and forth while still on the, which I never understood. They can disconnect the call, but they're, no, you have to hang up, sir. We can't disconnect it unless you hang up. Bullshit. The classic conundrum. I love it. I love it. Uh, but they're on that bridge for way too long, but as soon as as soon as it, Dennis Hopper's first scene in the movie. He just doesn't and the anything. innovation of Leatherface's human body outfit on the bridge yes, yes. is very good, too. Yeah, they, I th- I th- I, from what I recall, they really stepped up his, out, his like, special effects and, out, and makeup and all that stuff in the second one. You know, it's just, oh, absolutely, It's like a yeah. whole other character, almost. And his dance. Yeah. Leatherface's dance. <laughs> Oh, it's 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 awesome! I love it. Yeah. So yeah, I I wholeheartedly agree. That's gonna be maybe the first thing that I watch going out of this podcast, like mm-hmm. leaving this podcast. Might watch it today or something. I, I'll, I'll I'll let you just take my copy of it home. That way I won't have to steal it. Exactly. <laughs> you know, there's also a, a collector's edition on Blu-ray out now. Is that the one you got? No. Uh, what What does that offer extra-wise, Richard? I don't. I, see, now I'm, I'm mentioning this and I'm telling you, and I don't know exactly what the extras are, but it is appealing enough to know that there is a collector's edition, at least to me, out there. Like, what extra could there be? Because they've released multiple, many, many versions throughout the years in varying formats, of course. And so what the Blu-ray extras could be, I, my guess, I don't know. But I would, I would get it, though. There's, I would get it just on principle. There's a ton, because this is a special edition that I have, obviously. Mm-hmm. And there is, there's, I didn't even get to finish watching all the behind-the-scenes stuff on it. Yeah. There was so much mm-hmm. of it. I eventually, I just, I was like, I'm done. I have to, mm-hmm. have to... <laughs> be a productive member of society today and go do something else so well we'll, we'll uh, look up more information about that so let's move on to another heavy hitter that we would be remiss without mentioning it's a fairly new release it was in uh midnight screenings around town recently we actually mentioned it last week that we were going to talk about it this week so we kind of have to i believe richard was watching this earlier this morning i don't know if he was able to finish it or not i was yeah okay so we're, of course, talking about Mandy, mm-hmm. the Nicolas Cage powerhouse horror film. Uh, so, because I brought it up, might as well get into my notes about it. Um, this one I didn't really take notes of as I was watching it. But just generally speaking, mm-hmm. this, upon one watch, might be my favorite Nicolas Cage film to ever exist. I would, I, I would definitely say that is like a statement that could hold some water, and I only watched it once. So, um, and that all that to say, like, the insane visuals in this movie really do it for me. This is certainly like my kind of horror movie. This is like straight up my lane as far as what I want to see in a horror movie. Like, I love the campy stuff, and there's a couple little tidbits of that in here, too. But uh, as far as, like, you got the psychological element, you have the crazy, insane visuals, you have the dark aspects, you have the cultiness of it, you have the crazy... uh, Okay, so what really stepped it up for me was the insane uh, biker 
Hellraiser gang that are pretty much like the Cenobites from Hellraiser, <laughs> but they're on some kind of crazy invented drug that's like a psychedelic that makes them go insane and want to kill people. Uh, really, just the entire thing did it for me. The soundtrack, everything, top to bottom. I was in love with this movie from the second I started watching it. I need to do psychedelics. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I, I really just, I love the story. I love the characters. Uh, Nicolas Cage has some really fucking awesome moments in this. Um, what do you guys think? Platinum excellence. I'm going to unashamedly uh, fan out for this film. It's a work of art, and it is also a great example of a modern myth in the sense that Joseph Campbell would explain uh, myths being realized in the modern day. This draws on primal things. This movie draws on back brain material, things that should feel deeply rooted in your blood. It's the kind of visceral movie experience that is not often seen. I love this movie. It's a very, uh, it's a very special movie. Sort of thing doesn't come along very often. Yeah, I can I feel the same. I I was I found myself to be pretty like drawn into this movie more than most that I watched. Like I, I that's why I'm like selling it as hard as I am. And like I've told Jimmy last week, I can't hype this movie enough mm-hmm. to you because no amount of hype is ever gonna tell you how good this is. Right. <laughs> you know. Um, so I'm right there with you, Rich. What, Jimmy, what do you think? Uh, I still haven't seen it. Oh, you haven't? No. Fuck. Um, well, now you're gonna get like tons more hype. Well, see, here's the thing. The last two, the last two weeks, I've been working a shit ton at work. Oh, okay. Well, that um, that makes sense. Then. And so you have to really pick your spots as far as what you want. Yeah. As funny as it is, um, I tended to because I knew we were gonna talk about horror movies and stuff. I tended to pick movies that were closer to the hour range, mm-hmm. something that was shorter that I could actually like. Yeah, and that actually that actually works too a lot with horror because like they they aren't stri- able to <laughs> it cuts straight to the point instead of a bunch of bullshit well, teenagers they talking in a diner yeah. or anything that Tarantino does for talking on about whatever for forty five minutes. Well, but but there a lot of indie horror ends up being an hour because they weren't able to get enough to fill up an hour right. and a half. So. Um, but I do like like for instance Wednesday. I, I come I go back to work I'm off at three I have plenty of time yeah and it's on Amazon I'm, I'm gonna rent I'm gonna actually pay to rent it well goddamn it I guess we'll talk about it next week but it's okay listen Richard also you guys, ha- you guys haven't said anything that hasn't already been said yeah and I mean I I did kind of spoil that there's a psychotic biker gang but you know it's it's a it's a big part of the story that you'll love regardless of if I explain I watch, it or not I, I watch uh. I follow the my tattoo shop and tons of tattoo shops on Instagram, mm-hmm. and I went into the shop the other day and Katie was like, uh, "Did you see on Bill's story that he was watching Mandy?" I was like, "That's what that was." Yeah. <laughs> um. I, so, so yeah. So, so you I had do, a little bit of sneak peek. Or yes, whatever. I do know that in some form or another a head gets crushed, and that's all I saw was like an eyeball popping out, and I was like, "Whatever he's watching, I need to watch that." Yep. So. 
Okay, so let's let's move forward then. I don't want to get into any more spoiler territory. But, no, that's fine. But Richard, I'm glad you liked it because it seems like a movie that you would like to. So um, it is as ideal a movie for me as I can picture right now. I'm very very enamored of it. I love it a lot. Yeah, I'd have a hard I time picking. It up. reminds me if you saw those pulp novels in the grocery store or in bookstores when you were younger, and you saw the foil covers, and they were. Um, to fantasy novels and things like that, the sort of uh, painted artworks you'd see by Frank Frazetta or Boris Vail, and you just imagine what could be happening in the book, but don't read the book. And then visually, maybe, it, it sparks the imagination that way for me. Right. Or something that's painted on the side of a van. Yeah, I've, I've had a hard One of the best of... things ever painted on the side of a van. <laughs> I'd have a really hard time uh, picking... A horror movie that I like more than that one right now. So, anyway, let's talk about some lesser horror movies. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> Can I interject something really quickly? <laughs> yeah, actually, and I'm gonna I'm gonna have you pick the next one anyway. So just go ahead with whatever you want. Oh, that, <laughs> thank you. Okay, um, don't look in the basement. Okay, yeah, that's that's a, that's another one that you suggested on the on the uh, Facebook page, the Facebook group, and I also watched that one. <laughs> I love, your your evil laugh really fits this podcast right now. <laughs> God damn. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I want, I want you to kind of give your thoughts on this one and sort of, like, it very quickly explain the plot. I, it won't take long. So. <laughs> All right. The plot for Don't Look in the Basement uh, consists of an inmate's running the asylum style story where you uh, get a glimpse uh, into um, a, a sort of boarding house for mentally ill and differently abled people. And you see how these people interact together. But, it's, of course, it results gruesomely for each and every one of them. And um, Don't Look in the Basement is actually a one of like several different style of don't stories that I know of. There's Don't Answer the Phone, uh, Don't Look in the Basement. <laughs> There's just on and on it goes. There's a litany of what I call don't core movies. <laughs> and this is one of them. And um, the thing, the, the thing about Don't Look in the Basement that appeals to me is how seedy and grimy and run down and slipshod and how low and compressed the audio is. Yeah. It still tells a compelling story, but not, uh, it's, it's no, it's no ovra. It's, <laughs> no, it's, it's just, okay. it's more of an undra. I don't know, I don't know how to rate this except uh, bad, good. Good, bad, um, both qualities existing in each other uh, and working independently and simultaneously. I like this movie um, because it's just very just gritty and cheap. Yeah. I hope I've explained this decently. Yeah, no, you did a bang-up job of explaining this. Uh, Thank there's, you. There's a couple of extra things I want to mention. Uh, that that really hit me when I watched this because I I started watching this while I had been up for almost a full day, and that actually is the way you should watch this because it 
like, if you're looking for a movie that is good in quality, then this is not the movie. <laughs> but if you're, <laughs> if you're looking for a movie not that's the like, one. that kind of baffles you at how bad it can be sometimes, this is that movie. So, uh, looking up more information on this on IMDb and independent research, uh, it was double billed with Last House on the Left, which is a legendary Whoa. horror movie. Yeah. Uh, I believe same company or something like that made this. But, um, yeah, so the full thing is on YouTube. People can watch this. Uh, there's interesting um, soundtrack choice. There's, like, some synth sitar in this movie. <laughs> and re- reminder, the audio quality of the entire thing is fucking awful. Okay. It's um, it's bad. It's, it's 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 as bad as I've ever heard. I think. Um, <laughs> it's a chore to listen to. Yeah. So, uh, some funny things that uh, that I that I happened upon while watching this. There's a sign that's definitely hand painted that just says Stephen Sanitarium. <laughs> it just yes. this is a funny name for a sanitarium that is just like a name. You know what I'm saying? Steve Stevenson. Yeah, Steve Sanitarium. Okay. And then, um... What's alliteration? There is... Yeah, thank you for that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) There's there's an interesting psycho girl that wants love from the quote-unquote telephone man. She wants love from nearly everyone in the film. She's like the token nymphomaniac, and that's her uh, neurosis. Right, and the guy that comes to fix the telephone. Uh, I'm just here to fix the phone, man. Yeah, he co- he announces himself as just the telephone man, which I thought was an interesting way to explain his job. <laughs> hey, um, I'm not supposed to be talking to you people. The best part of this movie is the ending. There is a drum solo in the soundtrack while the patients cut up the uh, psycho nurse lady with an axe. Hmm. And then a uh, fellow... Um, psycho individual finds them doing this and proceeds to kill all of them. And then he eats a bloody popsicle. Oh. So, uh, and then he cries. <laughs> so, I completely it's, it's, like It's grim, movie. but a telling bit of, uh, of pointing humanity towards yeah. the end. <laughs> yeah, um, I gotta say, I don't, I mean... I, I do understand that, like, if you're looking for specifically for something that's low in quality to, like, you know, have a laugh at it. Yeah. Yes, you should watch this. For any other reason, no. Um, that's just my opinion, though. I know, Rich, you like it a lot. I, lo- I love it a lot. It's a, it's a wonderful movie. Of the ones that you suggested for me, this was my least favorite. I'm <laughs> <laughs> sorry. <laughs> oh, so, the one, so the one that I saw was your favorite. Yes, the one that I suggested that Jimmy definitely watch uh, is the next movie we're going to talk about. I assume so. So, did you take any notes on it? Yep. Okay, so Jimmy, um, tell us what the next movie we're going to talk about is. Uh, Criminally Insane. A.K.A. Oh, shit, I I didn't write any of that down. Crazy Fat Ethel is the other title. Crazy Fat Ethel. Is it really? It is. Oh my god, that's awful. That is terrible. I don't There's know two I mean. of them. 
I haven't seen Crazy Fat Ethel 2. I heard of Crazy Fat Ethel 2 before I watched Criminally Insane. Somehow that was an easier to get a hold of movie than the first one. I don't know why. Yeah, I actually think Crazy Fat Ethel is a better title than Criminally Insane. It's exponentially better. Absolutely. Like, Criminally Insane sort of... It doesn't tell you much. No, and from the get-go... I was like, okay, so she's had a mental breakdown. She's what? The movie just derails after that. Well, they they do a fairly decent job at trying to set up the plot at the top of the movie. And then the rest just kind of like veers downhill. All it did was make me want vanilla wafers. The way that she, <laughs> the way that she houses vanilla wafers, like, ah, I'm not going to. I'm not going to uh, just put a couple on it. And then I was, like, confused at what the candy was. I'm just going to assume it was saltwater taffy that she took up to her room. I don't know. But let, let's just – you're really focusing on the food right now. And let's, Hello. Let's, let's, so did she. <laughs> so let's, it was let's, a major plot point. She kills a grocer boy. Sure. But let's establish – Let's establish the plot for the listeners real quick, though. Okay, sorry. Basically – Ethel comes home to Grandma's after she's had a stay at the um, asylum, yes. right? Yes. And Grandma tries to get her to not eat as much because the doctor tells her that she needs to help control Ethel's eating, right? But wait, there's more. There's also the token uh, loose woman that has been coming to stay that Grandma is not too happy with. <laughs> sure. So you have to throw that plot point in there, too. Right. But all, so, all the while, this is the thing that I thought was crazy. She's telling her all this stuff, and that's fine, but she's still clearly coming down from the electroshock mm-hmm. and drugs that she's been on. So she's not going to remember any of that. No, not at all. Because if the whole point of that is to hardwire, like, to, to re-jumpstart your brain, to not think about things like drinking an entire gallon of milk in one sitting. Yeah, well, Grandma thinks the best way to handle this is just lock up all the food. <laughs> and drink nothing but black coffee. Yeah, so uh, what happens for the rest of the movie is that Ethel murders anyone that gets in the way of her food and then just starts murdering for pretty much no reason. Um, so, what did what is there anything else you wanted to mention personally, like note-wise, that you had about this? or uh, I Are we just going to kind of like go down the movie or well i mean i have a couple of notes if you want me to just mention what i have written down well okay first note that i had was uh i and this goes and this goes for just movies of that time period in general i love the the technicolor blood is the only way that i can describe it yeah it's just bright red yeah, when she's when she's uh, washing the meat cleaver off later in the movie, yeah. the paint is just like sticking <laughs> to the to the cleaver, right? And it's barely uh, I because nowadays it's like get the blood as dark as possible. Yeah, that's no, more it, realistic. It's as cheap as looking as possible. But back then it was like we have these new bright technicolor vivid colors we can put on screen. We can now have four colors on screen, so let's get them as bright as possible. Right. Um. Yeah, so what I the first thing I wrote down was a quote from the sister, I think mm-hmm. it is, that, that comes to stay at the house later. I think you're probably getting into stuff that I have written down, but go ahead. She immediately says, 
to Ethel. Quote. Uh-huh. I can't believe it, but it looks like you've gotten even fatter. Oh, okay. That's not... That's not... <laughs> <laughs> and then Ethel has seemingly no response to this. I, she really doesn't show any emotion on her face. No, that's the thing I love about Crazy Fat Ethel is her blank aspect. She's just no, nil, nothing... Uh, uh, Expression-wise, just a very, just barely responsive to human contact. If it doesn't involve her eating, yeah, and I don't, I don't know if that means that she's good at acting like a psychotic person who has no emotional response, or that she's it's, a terrible. It, it borders on methodical. I think. I think it's really good. Um, yeah, I guess there's just two ways you can look at it. I don't know. We'd have to talk to Ethel, which is never going to happen. I have no idea whether she's alive or not. Um, she's she's doing the con circuit. So, oh, <laughs> I bet she is. Probably. Like the third tier horror con? Yeah. That's like the at the VF, Holiday Inn? Yeah, the VFW con. Hey, man, I wouldn't sneeze at an autograph from Crazy Fat Ethel. I would I would cherish that. That's, that that well, seems like a really good thing to me. Now that I've seen this movie and I like it, and I'm going to spoil that, that Right off the top, I really like this movie. As soon as it was over, I was like, I was, "Damn, that was a good movie." Yeah, that was a very enjoyable Grindhouse movie. But the other, the other couple things I mentioned. Uh, shout out to Ham's beer. Yep. Uh, you don't see that very often in movies, so that was pretty sweet. And gotta love a good uh, product placement. <laughs> There's no way Ham's beer paid him anything for this, by the way. No. <laughs> Um, her digging in the backyard and interaction with the funny neighbor was yeah. awesome. The soil's too rocky. You're not going to get very Which deep. she continues to try. And then she just gives up after, like, getting a little bit sweaty, which I feel like is something that fat people would do. Well, you just get sweaty from just getting up out of your chair. So. Right, so she's in the back with, like, a pickaxe or something, and it's not working. Um, oh, okay, so, listeners, look up. Criminally Insane, full, on YouTube. You can watch it. Yep. Go to the 33 minute and 35 second mark and watch the slap and replay of the slap because there's a moment where he the boyfriend yeah. of the uh, sister gets... He, he slaps the sister across the face. It's a very fake slap, but they accentuate how fake it is by replaying it like <laughs> twice in slow motion. So I feel like... That has to be seen by anyone who even hears anything about this movie. Yeah. Uh, it was a completely insane moment that made me, like, fl- I was flabbergasted completely. Just, just so anyone's aware, the racism and misogyny in this movie is <laughs> off the charts. Because at one point, they mentioned the Jew doctor. Yeah. Um, was it was it a Filipino, um, uh, like, mail order bride? I don't know. That they bring up, and let me tell you something, baby. Every so often, a man needs to hit his woman to keep her in check. And she's just like, you know what? You're absolutely right. And then they just go right back into the... into the. Uh, well, the sister's a whore. Into the sex. The sister's a huge whore. Let's just put that yeah, out there. Yeah, I mean, her tits were grabbed like nine times in a matter of 30 seconds. Um... There's a sequence later where it shows Ethel uh, chopping at dummies and graveyards with, that I really liked. I think that was maybe one of the only like 
artistic things in the movie that they tried, like where they showed the negative version of her face and stuff. Yeah. Um, I really enjoyed that. It was just like pseudo montage. See, I thought whenever whenever that happened, um, upon first viewing of it, I was under the assumption that this is where the movie was going to turn. Yeah. And all of this was actually like happening or playing out in a mental institution. And it didn't. And it didn't. <laughs> it just kept being. So it made this movie that much better. Um, and then one other quote that I wrote down. When the detective comes back and finds, uh, or he just kind of walks into her house because the front door was open. Mm-hmm. And she walks in and she's holding a giant knife. Oh, yeah. And he said. <laughs> He says what? He says something like, "Oh, I just came because the door was wide open." And she kind of doesn't know what to say. And then she's like, "I was just gonna chop some firewood." Yeah. With a knife? Yeah, with a butcher's knife. <laughs> so it's kind of bad shit, crazy dialogue. And there. that was, uh, and that was when she, and that was when she, I'm pretty sure said colored folk. Yeah. So yeah, that well, that's of the time. I mean, uh, there's my grandpa says colored folk still. So how do you know he had a gun? Well, I didn't know he had a gun, but his hand was in his pocket like he had a gun. <laughs> and that's exactly what Oh, God. Then, then he's like, that I was thought great. you said he didn't know where, he, where the grocery boy was. He's like, um, I forgot. <laughs> Ethel is classic. I absolutely love this movie. Oh, God damn it. I did not see, I did not see that last scene happening, though. Yeah, um, no, the last scene was kind of baffling too, and it kind of cuts off a little short for me. I wish I w- we got we got more there, but uh, I still give this movie five out of five for sure. What did you guys think of the soundtrack in this movie? Uh, it wasn't really noteworthy to me. It was at least tolerable. Well, I just mean the awesome edits where it's like, bing bong, <laughs> it just stops. Yeah, I mean it wasn't good. Love it. It wasn't. <laughs> I love that shit, dude. Uh, Richard, you haven't really said much while we were discussing this. Go ahead and give your thoughts. It's sick, venal, gruesome, grade-A sleaze. It's an A+. Plus. Oh, I didn't know we were grading on that. <laughs> a, we've, a, been do, we've been doing Star Wars, yeah. so now we start out A-pluses. You're confusing us. It's five Lisa Frank folders and a cigar. Oh. Okay, so um, let's see here. I guess since it's my turn, I'm going to go ahead and pick one that I know Jimmy saw, but Richard, you haven't seen this yet, uh, but maybe with our discussion you'll be able to watch it today on Netflix or something. This is a movie called Terrifier. Oh, yes. Jimmy suggested that I watch this. Uh, It was from last year, 2017. Hashtag selfie. Yeah, so, okay, so this is a total kind of throwback gore fest yep. with sort of today's style of that. It's Let like me, their, it's like today's take on what... I did a little research on this. Okay. <clears throat> um, this is actually the third installment. Yes, crazy, right? You just blew my mind. Yes, this is the third installment. The first was a short. Okay. You know, and it was it was a short on Art the Clown. An indie Yep. Short, I'm sure. I'm sure. Uh, the second part was called Ninth Circle, and it was a anthology film. And and this story was one of the. It's it's not or... this story, but that character. Okay. Was in one of them. Yes. And then this is the third installment, which is the full length version of Art the Clown. Okay, so that's fucking crazy. 
unnecessary confusing. <laughs> but, it, but, okay, so yeah, so we should establish that this is a clown gore fest. It's, it's a very simple story. Yes. A psycho clown starts killing motherfuckers all over the place. Yes. Um, it's very simple. Um, the clown... What's interesting about this is that the clown doesn't ever make a sound in the movie. Not a single one. He doesn't speak at all. He doesn't laugh. He doesn't, he doesn't make a single sound that a human would make. But he's very expressive, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, and he does things that a clown would do. Uh, but he also murders. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, the ending and the title card are also super old school, like, Grindhouse. Like, the, the lettering and stuff that they do. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you already mentioned that there's a selfie moment that is amazing mm-hmm. um and i i really don't want to spoil this for I don't if you there's, to see it. there's kind of a there's kind of a uh, silence of the lambs moment yeah there's also a it's moment amazing. a moment to look for in this richard is a bike horn <laughs> oh yeah the bike horn moment made me die laughing yeah um yeah and it's uh, barely do- yeah so funny thing while i was watching this is that Lindsay is um Hates all horror movies. Oh, Jesus. She's a little baby about it. So when I watch them, I have to watch them by myself. And then when she comes in the room, I stop it. I turn it off. I put on something else. Then she leaves the room and I continue watching. (laughs) (laughs) Can I see me as daddy making you watch these scary movies? Aww. So (laughs) So that's kind of how I had to watch this movie in short spurts of... Murders, stop. <laughs> murders, 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 stop. Murders, murders, stop. So, anyway, um, I definitely enjoyed this film, though. Um, I didn't think I was going to. I thought it was going to be a super, like, kind of stupid Netflix, really cheap horror movie, and then it ended up being more enjoyable than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. So, um, definitely recommend it to people out there. Uh, I'd give it four and a half. Out of five skulls. Yeah, it's now we're in skull ratings. <laughs> it's um, it's one of it's one of those movies that limited cast. Mm-hmm. You feel like that. I don't. I don't even know how to put it without giving anything away. Essentially, but it's definitely in the less is more. Mm-hmm. And what they spent their money on was damn good practical effects. Yeah, and that's and that's really I think. Where this movie, this movie would be great even if they didn't shoot it in such high quality. Yeah. Um, but it's dark enough. It's dark enough to where it hides some of the like movie magic. Right. But it's bright enough to where you're not like squinting at this screen the whole time. Yeah, the, it it definitely takes place mostly in the dark, mm-hmm. like a uh, well, not per like total darkness or whatever, but they're in. Uh, you know, a factory of some kind, or like a uh, like a abandoned building, you yeah. know, that kind of setting. So and and of it's course, all I can suck the dick of this movie the entire time, but there is one tiny little thing that I thought was really dumb. Yeah, and that's the the janitor guy or the exterminator. I'm sorry, I don't want to downgrade this. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. 
he's sitting outside smoking a cigarette, right? And it's like, hey, can I please come inside this building to go pee? Oh, I'm not supposed to let you in. And he's sitting there smoking. All right, fine, hurry up. And as soon as he goes back inside the building, he starts smoking again. So what was the point of him being outside smoking in the first place? I don't know, man. Sometimes you just got to go take a breather out in the nice night air. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah, see, Richard gets it. <laughs> okay. Sometimes you just got to take a moment to yourself. Yeah, I definitely give this Breathe five, it all in. Five take in the first mountain air. Um, <laughs> that was a good rating system. You're welcome. Uh, Richard, did you have another one you wanted to mention? Uh, another one, another one. What's another one we could go through? I'm trying to think of uh, ones I've seen lately that that <clears throat> that uh, that are horror movies. I want to stay on on track because I've watched so many different kinds of of of, of cheap movies of of maybe you would call them amateurish or maybe schlocky or B grade movies, but of a wide swath, not necessarily horror. Yeah. But I'm trying to think of one great topper. For them all, and I'm completely failing to produce such an article for you mentally. <laughs> it's okay. So okay. So I have a feeling that you guys haven't seen many of these, but I want to kind of just like go down the list of the rest of the stuff I've been watching recently, and then if you have seen any of these, mm -hmm. chime in with your thoughts, and we'll just move on. Like we'll do a lightning round, kind of. Yeah, I, I was actually saying let's do a lightning round. Okay. Because I have a bunch of honorable mentions that I wanted to bring up. Okay, so we'll just kick. We'll go back and forth then. Or do you want me to go down my list and then you do yours? Doesn't matter. I say we go in a circle. Okay. We'll do a circle jerk. First right. one I want to mention is Hereditary. Mm -hmm. uh, basically what this is, is a grandma dies, and then crazy shit starts happening. It's definitely something different for people that like to watch horror movies. Uh, there's crazy visuals in it, and um, it involves witchcraft. And a lot of this shit in this movie actually kind of creeps me out. So... Um, it's one of the, it's not as uh, schlocky as some of the stuff we've been talking about. It's actually like more really actually trying to scare you. Okay. Uh, so Richard, it's a very decent concept. It's a very solid film. I thought artistically it was compelling enough. Yeah. Uh, and um and the story it told the 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 uh, the, the occult uh, quality of the film was intriguing too so I, I that's a solid film i saw it in a theater and i enjoyed it a good bit excellent uh jimmy you got a movie you want to throw out uh holidays 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 okay i haven't seen this uh it's an anthology film kind of like creep show um it does it does have kevin smith as a director in it okay um you can definitely tell it was around the time he made Tusk. That's right. for sure. His, he, he got Halloween. Um, but going down the list, it starts with Valentine's Day, which that one was pretty decent in my opinion. Then there is St. Patty's Day, and St. Patrick's Day was, was decent until the very last one, like the very last minute. Uh, Mother's Day was awful, in my opinion. Uh, Father's Day was great. Until the last five seconds, uh, 
everyone else, the, any other reviews that you've seen say that's the best one, but I disagree, but that's okay. Um, then Halloween, which is what Kevin Smith does, which was pretty good. Then there was Christmas, which stars Seth Green. Mm-hmm. And probably one of my favorite ones, which was New Year's. That was an amazing one. But it's, yeah, it's all of those lumped together in a massive creep show style anthology type movie. I'm definitely going to check it out because I like anthology horror. Even if it ends up being, like, bad, it's still cool to get that many stories in one thing. Yep, that's why I like it. Yeah. You know, that seems really decent. I like that it, it, it draws on the holidays, and maybe it wouldn't exist in the same way that it does without movies like Silent Night, Deadly Night, or the original Mother's Day, mm-hmm. or My Bloody Valentine, or things like that, you know? Mm-hmm. So I'll give it a shot for sure. Yeah, it's, it's worth it. I, I enjoyed it. Uh, Richard, did you have a movie you wanted to mention? The Wizard of Gore. Herschel Gordon Lewis, this is a hallmark of early gore. Herschel Gordon Lewis pioneered gore in the early 60s, as back as 1963, with his inaugural salvo, Blood Feast. This was the first to use very gruesome, um, homemade effects, very tight, very nauseating, close shots of eyeballs being ripped and hands being chopped off and guts being pulled out. And this was just not done in movies because uh, back in the 60s, it just was, a, it was just a not done thing. I could not be any more ineloquent about it than that. Right. But I just wanted to, to mention The Wizard of Gore came out in 1970. It was probably uh, the fourth film that Herschel Gordon Lewis made with his co-partner and sleaze pioneer David Friedman. And uh, it's an astonishing uh, almost psychedelic work of uh, Grindhouse Cinema. I can't recommend that highly enough. I'll definitely be watching that. Uh... Um, a, a wizard named Montag cuts his own head off. It's a very theater of the mind thing. It, it kind of bends, uh, it, it twists and, and, and deforms uh, the narrative and your sense of reality while you watch it. It's, it's, it's a choice film. Excellent. Uh, so, next one I wanted to mention is entitled The Witch. Uh, this came out, I think, last year. Um, okay, so, you definitely need to watch this with it's subtitles. On, it's on the Netflix, correct? I think so, yeah. Yeah, because after you told me about this, yeah. I put it on my queue. You need subtitles for the Old English because uh, it takes place in the 1800s, I think, and it's sort of hard to understand when they're talking to each other, but it's okay. Like, if you just hang in there, it's sort of a slow burn for the first half, mm-hmm. and then shit goes south really quickly, and from then through the rest of the movie, it's completely intense. Um, so, like, Dust Till Dawn? Uh, totally different kind of movie, but yeah. Where, um, where nothing happens for the first hour, and yeah. then once they get to the bar, everything. Then, yeah, shit goes south. <laughs> um, it's also not, like, the usual thing you'd see from today's horror movies, so that's kind of why I tended to like it. Mm-hmm. Um, and also more occult witchcraft stuff showing up again. And, um, yeah, the intent of the filmmaker is obviously in this to scare you and not to make you laugh at all. Um... Also, there's an animal element that will 
absolutely make anyone who <laughs> who loves uh, animals at all. I I feel like they tend to like this movie more just because like how crazy out there something that happens in this. It's not mutilation of animals. It's something completely out there and crazy that I can't spoil for you. So it's nothing like Cannibal Holocaust. No. Oh, thank God. <laughs> no, but um, The Witch is definitely worth checking out. Uh, and it's on Netflix, so you can do it for frizzle. Well, um, not really. You pay for Netflix, so. Barely anything. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's see. So, did you have another movie you want to mention, Jimmy? Uh, yeah, I've got a few more that I want to talk about real quick. Okay. Um, uh, the big one I'll hold off to the end, but I just have to lump them all together. Uh, anything Universal Monster Movie. Okay, yeah. Um, I just feel like it is the time, you know, I, I have watched pretty much all the Frankensteins, Draculas, um, Hunchback, Phantom. I, I just, I love all, I love all of those movies, so, um, definitely honorable mentions for me. Mm. And once again, in that they're only an hour or so long, mm. so, I, I will always... They, they, they just have a special place in my heart. Sure. I'm going to do Creature next, I think, is what I'm going to start watching. And then probably Wolfman after that. Sweet. I mean, it's, all, it's only a third of the way through the month, and i gotta watch yeah, horror. Right. I got to watch horror every day. So, <laughs> uh, Let's see. I got a, I got a bunch more. Uh, okay, so what is worth mentioning? Okay, so another Nicolas Cage uh, horror movie. That is definitely schlaggy is Mom and Dad. I don't know if you guys have heard about this one or not. I've heard about it. Haven't seen it. Um, it's called Mom and Dad? Yes. Okay, um, I've not heard of it. I've heard of the, the old Kroger Bab uh, Roadhouse show from the 30s, Mom and Dad, but I don't know this one. So, the concept of this is that something makes all moms and dads in the world want to kill their children. And it's called life. Oh, <laughs> yeah, it's called actual uh, living. <laughs> Being a parent. Yeah. Um, well, that's kind of the joke of the movie, honestly. But, uh, yeah, it, I'm, I enjoyed it for the most part. It has a lot of wacky Nicolas Cage moments, obviously. Selma Blair plays the mom in the movie. But uh, it didn't have a great ending. Uh, but as far as, like, the way they told the movie is pretty, like, I like that it was sort of self-contained. You know, like, they, they show a couple of the uh, the people they go to high school with and how everything starts going crazy at the high school, and then they go home. The rest of the movie is just the family, and they keep it, you know, the, the cat and mouse between the kids and the mom, and the mm -hmm. parents. So, I like that. Um, I don't, it's at least worth a rent or something. Yeah. Uh, the other ones I wanted to mention really quickly, uh, Clown from a couple years ago. Yep. I believe that was Eli Roth, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, he produced it. He produced it. Okay. Another kind of very sort of surreal clown story where a guy is physically turning into this kind of clown demon. Yeah. The, the, the costume itself. Practical effects in this movie are great. Yeah, yeah. So the the, um, the uh, circular saw scene. Yeah. Uh, also the uh, Chuck E. Cheese scene. 
Uh, it made me want to do mushrooms really bad. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's a running theme throughout this I've, podcast. I've really, I've been wanting to do mushrooms bad recently, so. Uh, Never done them before, and I want to. I think I'm mentally strong enough now. Yeah, I think you'll be fine. Uh, the other things I wanted to mention right at the, at the end of this here, uh, Black Mirror, uh, it's a, that's a show, so Doesn't I'm going into show up. territory now, but, uh, that's some really kind of twisted Twilight zone kind of stuff that if people haven't watched, they need to, um, yeah. Twilight Zone, of course, obviously, is like a thing that is a standby always for me, especially in October, like. If I can't find anything that's good, I know I can always go to Twilight Zone, and it's always good. It's mm-hmm. evergreen. Yeah. And uh, recently discovered Night Gallery, which is the... the Night Gallery movie. fucking rules. Yeah. I love Night Gallery. Chris Chris saw that I've got, uh, the, I think it's the first season of Night Gallery yeah. on DVD, and he was like, dude, I need to borrow that. And I'm like, this shit's good. Well, when I had Hulu to watch um, Castle Rock, when I was doing that podcast, Night Gallery was on there. And they had, like, the last four seasons or something like that. And I didn't really get to dive into it too much, but I did, like, dip in here and there. Mm-hmm. And everything that I watched was great. You know, also an anthology type of show, which is what separates it from Twilight Zone. You know what I mean? They tried to tell shorter, more contained stories. Yeah. And, yes, uh, each episode is a painting in the night gallery that Rod Serling explains... Awesome. Right. And then it delves into the nature of the painting. There's a really choice episode, I think, called The Flip Side of Satan, where a radio disc jockey is called to a far-flung outpost of a radio station to DJ from midnight to 6 a.m. these certain unlabeled records that, that the instructions were to play uh, without uh, derivation from the order. And he was to play these very strange, very ahead of their time, occult rock and drone soundtrack pieces uh and uh all of a sudden there's uh this this invocation of a demon spirit of, a, of this giant floating head and uh, and many uh this this layer of voices the damned will approach the cute the crucible you know there's just a lot of uh, a, a lot of very very good like occult style there's you know there's a lot of hp lovecraft adaptation to night gallery too which I like a lot. Flipside of Satan is a personal favorite of mine in that one. Yeah, I, that was actually one of the very few that I did get to watch. And it's I, so good. I can absolutely uh, recommend that to... You remember his catchphrase? Who's better than JJ? Yeah. His listeners. <laughs> yeah, and... The, it was an odd one. I like love that episode. The, like you said, there's like some cool... Like, uh, yeah, yeah, summoning. yeah, and, and and the outfit that he has on just this like kind of shag naga hide vest and a yeah. bowl haircut and t shades. <laughs> yeah, it's I mean completely this honestly, all the episodes I watched like screamed the seventies. Yes, that's definitely the most. <laughs> it's, it's definitely a product of the time. For it's sure. a, it's amazing, and and um, any any like self respecting horror fan deserves. To treat themselves to the night gallery at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, Put night gallery in your in your life. It's a very good one. And uh, I, the rest of the stuff that I, okay, so the, I'll just name the shitty ones that I watch so that people won't watch them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cargo is a movie that is on Netflix. It's a zombie movie. It's not good. Okay. Don't watch it. Um, what are the other ones? The Wildling. Okay, so. 
This is a movie starring Liv Tyler as a police officer. Oh, boy. If there ever was a more miscast person, <laughs> then I don't know who it is. But it is, uh, there, I mean, there was some decent, like, bite uh, practical effects, but that's it. Okay. Nothing else worth watching in that movie. Okay. Uh, also, I watched an anthology movie called Ghost Stories. It's a British horror movie, and that also was not good. Um, it's just some kind of shorter ghost stories that don't really go anywhere. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not really a huge fan of ghost stories anyway, so it wasn't for me. Uh, I think that's all that I have left. Oh, and I also watched MacGruber. <laughs> MacGruber is uh, always good, so that's why that happened. Um, okay, so uh, another one that I watched recently was Murder Party. Okay. Um, it, it won, you know, awards and shit, like Sundance and stuff like that. Uh, it's another short one. It's only like an hour and 14 minutes. Um, classic, classic movie, Piranha. If you haven't seen that, it is everything gratuitous about... Didn't James Cameron have something to do with one of the Piranha movies? Oh, I mean... I think he did Piranha 3D or something. Yeah, Jerry O'Connell is the main character. Jerry O'Connell! Yeah. <laughs> um, it's, well, it's great It's great to go... Especially especially when you're like, Oh, hey, that's that's this person. Oh, shit, that's this person. And you start seeing, like, Elizabeth Shue is in Piranha. Yeah. She's the main, like, the main character. Vin Rames is in Piranha. Yeah. I, it, it's, it's so bad, but so good. Okay. Um... And then, last night, out of nowhere, I texted Chris the word same. Okay? Yeah. The reason that I wrote same was, and I, I'm not even going to bring the conversation up, but Chris said, and I quote, I'm getting to a point where I'm watching a horror movie and there's a sex scene between teenagers <laughs> and I feel like a dirty old man. Um, the, yeah, that happened during uh, The Wildlings. The reason that I said same was because I don't know if you've ever seen the movie Teeth. No, I haven't. Richard, have you seen the movie Teeth? Is that about vagina dentata? Yes. <laughs> okay, then I've not seen it. I've heard of it, though. Okay. Yeah, I've also heard of it. I, yeah. Okay. Um, awesome movie. Okay? It's probably like the sixth or seventh time I've watched this movie. Really? Yes. I love the movie. Okay. Um, but I completely forgot about this scene. It's about high schoolers, right? And this girl, she's preaching abstinence and rah, rah, rah. And the boy that's chasing after her is standing in the locker room at school. And he's on the phone calling her being like, I really had a great time last night. She's like, me too. As high school teenage boys are walking into the locker room, dicks exposed. Oh. Hmm. Not to mention, the gym coach is standing there watching the boys change. Yeah, so, I mean, he's just he's keeping an eye on them, you know? <laughs> just making sure they're not whipping each other with, yeah. with towels. Nothing creepy about that. <laughs> but the, just the fact that they keep going back and forth between the locker rooms. Yeah, and, and you, as the person watching the movie, are forced to look at, you know, young boys' penises. and Well, quote-unquote. <laughs> right. And, uh, I don't know. Like you, like you said, the same. I mean, you also feel like an old creep because yeah. why am i being forced to watch this yeah but um I just because i want to see this movie that i like now 
I'm being forced to see underage penis. Yeah, it's it it reminds me of the trauma classic killer condom. Uh, just, it's it's a completely ridiculous plot point. Yeah, but it works. Yeah, it totally works. So if you haven't seen Teeth, I recommend checking that movie out too. Uh, Richard, do you have any last last uh, minute additions to the podcast here? Yes, I was thinking kind of a double feature of Death Spa and Killer Workout, two uh, gymnastics and aerobics-related horror movies that you should see. <laughs> I actually, I think I have seen Death Spa at some point. The artwork on the box is pretty iconic. You remember that lady in the bikini with the shorn-away face standing in the spa with all the flames and the smoke? I think so. I, I mean, I, have, I could probably look it up, but... Uh... Yeah, I believe that that one was featured on a podcast that I listened to where they, like, they watch movies and they just talk about how did this movie get made, you know? Like, <laughs> it's really very it improbable. It, it cashed in on the aerobics craze of the 80s, very physical. The, uh, the cover reminds me of that, uh, of that Judas Priest song where they're, where they're uh, in the spa. Oh, that, that music video. God, I, I know what you're talking about, but I can't remember what song it is. Yeah, I'm going to have to look it up. Right is it now. Hot Rockin'? That's it. Is I'm it? I'm pretty sure it is. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure. I want to go. I want to go. Anyway, um, we have to close this podcast up the only way we know how, and that is by naming our ham and eggies of the week. Now, Richard, you've done this before, but I'm going to explain it again for the listeners. This is where we name our person, place, or thing that we hate this week. Uh, it doesn't necessarily even have to do with the stuff we've been talking about. But uh, I'm going to go ahead with my choice, and that is the actress Liv Tyler. Okay. I hate her stupid face, and uh, she made me hate that movie even more than I would have already. Okay. Uh, Jimmy? Jerry O'Connell. Jer I knew it. I knew, <laughs> it you were, I knew you were going to say Jerry O'Connell. I do like him in... Uh, Stand by me, though. But that's it. Well, Jackie and I, we were sitting there talking about it. Uh, she's like, "What the hell are you watching?" Because there's, the, like I said, it's a gratuitous nudity scene. Sure, it's bad. Um, but the whole time, like, he is just the pervy girls gone wild type movie director. Wasn't he in Sliders too? Yeah. <laughs> um, I shouldn't know that. But it's it's like she was like, she was like, "Is he dead?" Yeah. Because I can't think of the last thing that he was in. Maybe Piranha. He's alive. We look. We, we looked it up. Yeah. He's alive. Richard, do you have a uh, ham and eggy of the week? Yes, I do have a ham and eggy. It's Shaggy Two Dope's dropkick to Fred Durst. <laughs> Wait. Okay. So, is is it that you hate his dropkick to Fred Durst? I hated the execution of it, oh, and yeah, and okay. the and the lack of result. He could have gone up to him and pushed him, and there could have been a better effect than what happened. I don't particularly root for Fred Durston. I don't hate Juggalos or Insane Clown Posse or any of that, but I thought it, it was not a very good dropkick. That's my ham and eggy. Yeah, I mean, I feel like... What are we referencing here? Uh, so, this is from a news story that happened a couple of days ago, and obviously you are unplugged from the internet. Yeah. Uh, Shaggy Two Dope at a Limp Bizkit concert uh, tried to 
drop kick, and it was definitely like an attempt at a wrestling drop kick, mm-hmm. uh, except it was real. He tried to drop kick Fred Durst from behind off of the stage while he, while Fred Durst was performing, and he failed. <laughs> uh, it just came a little boom. It a little boom. It 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 just it just did not produce the the, the intended effect at all. There? there is video of it. Yeah, so either he successfully executed a fake wrestling dropkick, or he uh, unsuccessfully attempted a listen, real dropkick. Listen, not only were they members of WCW, they also formed, <laughs> and WWF. Yeah, they also formed their own JCW. Yep. So he they, should know better. They're trained wrestlers, bro. Yeah. Well, that's a, that's, that's a good way to look at it. That's as bad of a ham and eggy as we're going to find, I think. I have a feeling that one might take the championship <laughs> this year. Uh, Richard, thank you for being on the show again. You're welcome anytime, of course. Thank you both very much. You've really good. added to my day. Thank you. Yeah, man, and uh, we hope the rest of it is as good as this podcast was. Thank you very much. And that's going to do it for this week, everybody. See you next time, everybody. Bye. 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 Brown bean. Yeah.